Hi everyone. Hope you're all keeping safe and healthy during these times. Being Melbourne-based, our hearts go out to everyone who is doing it tough in isolation, who are not gaining enough work or have lost their job completely. If you know someone who is doing it tough, reach out and see how you can support them. In this episode, Dan and I unpack the foundations that affect your job search. We talk about our own experiences and share insights around keeping it positive through a stressful period of applying for roles. And listeners, please reach out to hello at arrivethrive.com.au if you need support with your current career transition or have found yourself out of work. We want to make sure that everyone in our community feels supported and has the appropriate resources available to them to turn their situation around. Keep safe and look after one another. My friend, Daniel Lenardi, how are you? Good evening, sir. How are you? Yeah, good. I can hear you crystal clear. Can you? Yeah. How's the, um, you were just having some chockey off air. What chocolate did you go for? It's this really weird one. It's called rum and raisin. I'm not sure if there's alcohol in it, but I hope there is. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a busy day today in the office or the home office. So just needed a little bit of chocolate to give me some energy for tonight's episode. Absolutely, man. I think there's a few people snacking on their chocolate lately, given that everyone's working from home. Mm. I've noticed though, you haven't really put on any weight since we've been in isolation like <laughs> me. What's been your trick? I think it's, I think you just have to put it down to my um, natural metabolism. I just, <laughs> I just eat and eat and eat. And if I don't like, it's weird. I, if I don't go to the gym, I lose weight. It's strange. Yeah. It's super strange. People, um, people like you, oh, geez, I only have to look at a Krispy Kreme and I put on about two kilos. <laughs> oh, brother. And mate, tonight, I suppose this, this is a good segue because we're, we're talking about the notion of your foundations when applying for jobs. And I think at the moment, everyone's foundations are getting shaken, aren't they? Mashed. And so... Where, what do you think of when we refer to foundations? Because I've got a few things in my head, but I'd love to get your perspective. Mm. Oh, foundations of career development, I kind of think like money, yep. time, yep. I think, um, having access to like networks, yep. um, which, you know, like is relationships and having those positive relationships, whether it be family, friends or in your community and stuff like that. Um, and probably health is another big one, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, let's not, uh, let's not, uh, forget security as well. So being like your living situation, um, you know, a roof over your head, feeling safe in your home environment, because I think something that I've noticed recently, Dan, is this notion that people are wanting to perhaps change jobs or change their work and, and when it's gone, when they've come to that application process, it's just felt quite overwhelming and quite difficult to apply for. And some of the themes I've noticed is that some of these other areas might be fractured or up in the air in their mm. life and yeah. there's no real clarity or nothing cemented. Yeah. And job applications, geez, they're hard to write these days, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like I was talking to one lady the other day and she wrote seven pages for her key selection criteria and you know reviewed her resume cover letter mountains of work and unfortunately missed out on the opportunity so you know a lot of energy goes into these things and we always think quality over quantity but 
you got to take your hat off to people who are applying for work at the moment because it is extremely time consuming when you're doing quality applications. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's an interesting perspective as well because I'd love to know how many people out there see a job that they like the look of but don't apply because they don't want to have to go through the process of doing it all or they don't have the time or energy if they're currently working. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting one for employers because you know, if you're searching for talent but you've got a lot of such a strenuous recruitment process, which I, I kind of get that as well, mm-hmm. but I just wonder how many people wouldn't apply for a job to move organizations just because of that process. It's an interesting one. Yeah. It's like the two hard baskets. So it's like, you know, I could, if I'm having like a a crap time in my current employment situation, it's, do I try and change that or is it just, you know, in the two hard basket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, from your, your, from your perspective, what are some of the challenging times you've faced around foundations that have sort of affected your career? Yeah, so I think the big one is is like living or or family challenges or circumstances, I think, for me. Because, you know, I reflect on times where my living situation has been uncertain. So, for example, if when my wife and I, we were looking to buy a, a house and, you know, it just consumes so much of your time and, you know, looking on realestate.com.au, like scrolling, like just trolling real estate websites, looking for places, looking for times, trying to schedule inspections, even if you're renting or buying, whatever, it's you got to hustle hard. And so mm. there was just a constant distraction or a constant kind of cloud over my ability to focus at work because mm. you're just like getting these notifications from these um, real estate agents or getting notifications from your partner or, you know, websites saying, I oh, check out this property or whatever it is. And, and, you know, it's a constant distraction. Mm. And the without, other piece, um, yeah, and no. I think like it's, in, it's an interesting one because without like unvalidating what you're saying, like it is, it is a bit of a first world problem, but it's Absolutely. still something that takes up your time and energy and takes your focus away from maybe your work. Or if you were looking for a job or going through the job application process, it's another thing because the job application process is quite emotional. Mm. And when I see people go through the process and when I've gone through it myself, you're in that, you're in that stage of limbo a lot mm. and that takes up a lot of energy and brain space. So then if you've got something else big going on as well, or if you've got multiple other big things going on, mm. it can become like an overwhelming process, can't it? Yeah. Such a good point, man. And you know, when we, when we are applying for jobs, we, you know, we see ourselves in that position. We see ourselves earning that particular pay bracket, you know, how are you going to like, how are you going to get to work? You know, if it's close in the city, Oh, you know, I can ride my bike or I can catch this public transport. You start to envision all those things. Mm. And so it's an emotional roller coaster, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it really is. Isn't it? Absolutely. I think there's a few people going for the chocolate during the job hunting process. <laughs> Well, I've got, I've got our, um, I've got our weekly career fact for you here, actually, which is yes. fun. Yeah. Love it. What have you got so, for me? Here it is. So career fact of the week, 41% of job seekers search for jobs while in bed. Yep. 30% while at work. Yep. And 18% while on the toilet. Wow. <laughs> which is what? probably at work as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
It probably is. So what's that? So what, 18, was it 18? Does that even equal 100%? Yeah, it does, I think. <laughs> Maybe that, there's a miscellaneous. Was the 18% um, and 30% at work? So you could argue that like 50% is at work. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe that? Does that is that believable to you? I think so. Like when I reflect on the you know times where I've worked for someone else and there's been people who I've known who are looking for work, like they, is it control alt? escape like that that quick control alt escape minimize all the windows when their manager comes through i think has occurred so i feel like that's definitely realistic those those figures yeah well there's nothing worse than a begrudged employee at work (laughs) it's almost like it's almost like revenge isn't Mm. it it's like i'm you know what no i'm not enjoying who i'm working with or maybe management or maybe you're just not liking the role Mm. and then people people tend to yeah search start using the work time to search for jobs which i mean it's pretty bad mm. but um yeah 30 percent here so and was I, guess, I guess another one though if you if you look on that point a little bit empathetically if you've got a young family if you've got other stuff going on like we just mentioned how overwhelming and time consuming the job process is so a lot of people just probably think, well, geez, I'm at work. I've got a spare hour. I'm just going to, you know, go through that process and use that time. Mm. We don't, we don't advocate for it though, do we? No, but I think, I, I think we advocate for this notion of, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do sometimes. And if you don't have access to the internet or you don't have access to the resources or your, your priorities are elsewhere when you're at home, I totally respect the fact that you may need to do that type of thing at work. Would you be okay with that if it was your employee doing that? I'd probably, the curious guy that I am, I'd probably, if I found out, I'd probably ask them why they're doing it and try and change their situation if I could. Mm. So you like, reckon that's because you're a careers counsellor? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I'd like to think that organisations these days take that type of approach instead of just a stamp out approach. So going, okay, you know, clearly there's something that's not, aligning for this particular person and our workplace, how can we change that around? If you really valued the talent of that person. Mm, yeah. It's a tough debate. We probably don't have time to go, go into it tonight, mm. but um, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting fact. Mm. I think another thing, dude, that, that affects people's ability when they're applying for work and, and going down that, that rabbit hole is uh, like, family stuff and relationship stuff as well, because Mm. that can also equally consume a lot of attention and energy. And I think, you know, you take it back to the Maslow hierarchy of needs, like making sure that you've got those, those core bottom levels covered before you can start to act at a higher space. And it's, Mm. it's a weird relationship too, because if you don't have a job, you don't necessarily have security. So it, that's where I think job hunting becomes really stressful is when you're in this notion of, man, if I don't get this job, how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to put my child through education? How am I going to put fuel in my car? Like it becomes like, it's almost like the cards shuffle mm. and you're faced with this, like you're staring down the barrel of the unknown, which makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. As a career coach, what's your advice for people if they are in that situation? I think it's a case-by-case situation. So 
at the moment, I think a lot of people are currently going through that with COVID-19 and we've seen the, the stats out there in terms of the employability rates and the likelihood of them increasing. But I think it's, it's so vital to get back to that notion of control what you can control and be comfortable with the fact that, you know, you've done everything that you could, you can do. So mm. going, okay, I'm going to focus on this particular application. I'm going to put this amount of time into it. And, you know, I've given it my best shot and being at peace with that. And that is hard, man. That is really hard to do. Yeah, it is. But I wouldn't even know how to do it myself. So if someone, if, as a career coach, if someone asked me how to do it, I'd be, I'd be scratching the surface. Yeah. I think the way I always recommend is just, it's this notion of, you know, if you're doing an application, do it right. And, you know, set aside some time to, to have a quality application and then hold yourself to three reviews max. So write a draft, review it, write it, make any changes, review it again, and then get someone else to review it. Mm, yeah. And then if you hold yourself to that rule, because a lot of people just, just sit on the same like cover letter or resume part and they go, I don't know what to do. Like you got to make a decision and try your best to align those key selection criterias within your cover letter or resume or actual key selection criteria framework if it requires that and just just be comfortable with the fact that you're, you're doing your best and if you constantly get the same result of rejection perhaps that's when you need to engage another service be it a career mm-hmm. counselor be it a recruiter be it um another service so so yeah i think it's it's going okay when have i done enough and being okay with that yeah yeah Another interesting thing I think about at the moment in this space is like self-employment. You know, a lot of people, if they're out of work and they can't find work, you know, they maybe go to start to do, um, you know, share services and Uber driving is obviously the most prominent probably example of that or go and do casual work. You've got like WePloy doing the HR recruitment where it's kind of like the Uber of recruitment at the moment. Mm. So there's some interesting things out there as well that people can look into. Do you know of any other services that, that are, you know, suitable for people in that situation? Oh, you know, things like Airtasker. Um, I was going to, the, there's, um, or Fiverr even, like if you're, if you're a creative and you've got opportunity to, you know, freelance some of your creative skills, definitely. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes it is like thinking outside the square a bit and I was watching something on the ABC the other day. Uh, it was just the news and, and they were interviewing these people who had recently gained new work as um, I think sus- sustainability um, assistants. So they're planting trees and things like that in the local Melbourne areas mm. to increase the, the tree um, and the, I suppose our, our eco footprint in Melbourne and the, the, the people that were interviewing were actually people who were, who had lost their job to COVID, but then gained these employment opportunities because they reassessed what their interests were and what their passions were. And a lot of them loved gardening. So it was like, you know, I'm going to try something else given the circumstances. And there were a lot of different people from different industries that kind of came together and worked on this project. So it's, yeah. that's kind of cool as like a reframe. Yeah. Yeah. What would be um, from your own personal experience, dealing with like these foundations and obviously you've got a careers lens cause you're a career coach as well, but in your own career and your own career development, even if you think back to when you were say, you know, 1920 going through 
you know, school and university, what's probably three tips that you'd give to someone from your own experience in regards around the foundational side of things? Yeah. So I think I know it's hard, but like, you you know, what are your best three sort of (laughs) put me on the spot? Um, Look, I think the the first things first is that you've got to make sure that your well-being and your mental state's right before you start applying for jobs. Um, and I know this is a bit of a, a double-edged sword because, you know, if you get rejected in the employment space, then that generally affects your mental health. But I think, you know, if you're not in the right headspace for, for applying for work and putting out quality applications, I think it's just going to worsen your circumstances. So making sure that you are in a positive mindset, in a positive frame and putting your energy and the right energy into the application. So first of all, like quality and and being in the right headspace. Mm. Um, The second piece is be open to feedback. So again, a mindset piece. So, you know, growth mindset going, okay, how can I make this application better than my last one? How can I better my circumstances on this new application and subscribing to the fact that it's all a journey. Like it's, it's not a, a fail or a, a, um, you know, a mark against you as a professional. I tried to really subscribe early on to this notion of if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So if I got I love that, that one, yeah, it's, if it's I so got debatable, isn't it? But it's like, so debatable. Sometimes you just need to go there. Don't you? Totally. So like, if you go, like if there was something that you really wanted to apply for and you missed out and you're like, damn it. Like I really wanted that piece. It's quite a nice frame to just go, well, you know, it obviously wasn't meant to be and something's going to come around soon. So it's like Mm -hmm. that. um, Was it the secret? Like that notion of, you know, positive affirmations going and reframing that positive, that, that affirmation that you're running in your head. And that relates back to the first point, because if you start to negatively gear your process that then affects your well-being. Mm. Um, and the third piece is just, you know, we always come back to it, but just look at your network. So if there's people who are doing casual jobs, full-time jobs, part-time work, volunteering, whatever it is that you like and you think is cool and you would love to get involved, approach them, like just approach them. I think you said it in a, a, a past episode, you know, one of the first things to do when you're looking for work is tell everyone that you know that you're looking for work so they can help you essentially. So just spread the word that you're looking for a particular role and, and just put it out there to the universe. Yeah. I love that one. That mm. is definitely my, um, my favorite go-to when I've been, you know, out of work for maybe three months or four months or really looking to change careers. Um, I actually had someone, a sort of a guy I used to work with who I consider a, a decent friend, you know, I worked with him for a couple of years, great guy. I don't I won't mention his name, but, he reached out to me recently and he's just like, I'm just trying to talk to people like, cause I'm, you know, thinking about a change and I'm just, just want to talk to as many people as I can. I'm like, amen, brother. That's like mm. the best advice I would have given you. So absolutely. It's and it's, key, isn't it? And I think it helps with the mental health piece too, actually. Definitely. Like it's that difference between proactive and reactive. So reactive is this notion of you apply for those jobs because they're advertised where proactive is going, you know, this is the type of job I want. And you tap into that hidden job market that people always bang on about. So you, mm-hmm. you hit your connections, you be proactive, you engage in conversations, social connection. It is hard at the moment with COVID, but you know, yeah. 
LinkedIn, Zoom, mobile, whatever, and try and engage with as many people as you can. Try and make it fun. Like, you know, what are you currently doing in your home environment? Like, you know, try and be relatable to, to the people that you're reaching out to in their circumstances. Yeah. It definitely is a hard time to be doing an episode like this, isn't it? Because I mean, COVID's really put everything on its head and I'm actually coaching someone at the moment and they've just graduated yep. about six months ago. And you know, there's just nothing, not a lot out there. So it's mm. about sort of reframing and going, okay, well, when things do come out, yep. you know, instead of just shutting up shop now, like things will turn around and when they do, you've put in all this work on the side, developing your job app documents, doing your networking, mm. your LinkedIn, like, you know, you just have to really do like control what you can control. But I, mm. I do have a lot of empathy for, you know, everyone at the moment that's in situations if they're looking for work and stuff, because it would be hard. Yeah. It's a great point. I think to, to finish on too, man, and like, you know, the time that we spend now at home, if we've got more time on our hands and you're not enjoying your work or you're not, necessarily getting as much work as you would like set those foundations now while, while you've perhaps got the time at home. So like, you know, being active on LinkedIn, like scrub up your resume because when things go back to, I suppose, a more prosperous job opportunity landscape, you will have those foundations ready to roll and be ready to apply for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point, isn't it? It's hard. And our, and our hats go off to people who are, who are doing it tough at the moment because, yeah, there's a whole level of uncertainty out there at the moment. Mm. Well said. All right, brother. Well, it's always a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your chockey. Thanks for the chat. Pleasure, mate. I'll speak to you later. See you, mate. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Arrive and Thrive podcast, please let us know by sharing it with a connection and leaving a review. We hope that through this podcast, even more people can design a career and life that they love and are proud of. See you soon.